Okay, universe. It is one 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 two two, and it is two three four in the afternoon. Uh, which is interesting because when I looked at the clock initially to see if I um, had enough juice to record, the uh, time was two two two. Again, I'm not saying the universe is doing this intentionally. I don't believe that even. But uh, I had a shift at work, not last shift, but the shift before, where a woman ordered three random things, and all three of them came to exactly 10 bucks. It's weird for anything to come out to an exactly even amount, but three of them to come out to an exactly even amount, and for it to be exactly the same amount, for it to be exactly 10 bucks, was weird. And it's all coincidence, right? I mean, believe me, nobody knows better than me that the number of chances to throw the dice that you give the universe, well, in an infinite number of roles, an infinite number of outcomes are going to occur. So to be the witness to something infinitesimally possible is to only have witnessed something possible. The fact that you were there for the infinitesimal is just coincidence. And so, I always believe that. And it's funny because when you think about it, uh, you know, what are the chances of rolling uh, six straight uh, snake eyes? Well, they're very, 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 very slim. As a matter of fact, you could try to do it from now till the end of days and maybe never accomplish it. But it's going to happen. And it's not that unusual for it to have happened in the time of, say, a crap stealer's life to have actually witnessed it. Because while it's infinitesimally minute for that to happen, and for anybody who's curious, it would be 1 over 36 times 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 1 over 36, I believe. And uh, so figure that out. But shit, man, sooner or later that's going to happen. And not only is it going to happen, but it's going to happen repeatedly and in an infinite universe it's happening all the time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I guess the concept of chance versus inevitability finally rang true for me at the end of my run of gambling. And uh, by gambling, I don't mean poker. Poker is gamesmanship, but gambling is dice <laughs> or cards, blackjack. Gambling is, if I'm being honest, I believe a chance for you to reverberate your inner karma, timeless karma, against the universe of chance. I think it's one of the reasons I'm so drawn to it. And I am drawn to it in a way that I wish I weren't. I love to play craps. I would, as I have proven, give my family's money away to play craps. And uh, I don't exaggerate. I don't, in any capacity, uh, try to belittle that scenario because the giggle that I gave there is just the insecurity I feel about the damage I can do to myself and the people around me by pursuing a game of chance in some sort of delusional capacity that I can control the outcome or can in some way attune myself to know the result with enough influence to beat the game. 
Somewhere I still believe I can beat the dice game. I know I can't. I know I can't. I know I can't. I know I can't. I know it's chance. I know there's not... In the world of everything known, chaos is still going to introduce the flap of the butterfly's wing down in the Amazon to influence snake eyes one more time. I understand. But I also know there were times when I'm standing around a craps table that I could feel one of two things. This table can't win or this table can't lose. And it was the composition of everything going on simultaneously. Most of the time, you didn't get that sense at all. But there were times, and I was right every time. And I'll tell you the weirdest part of this is when I went to Las Vegas with the one person in life who was my mirror opposite other than my sister, but the one person in my life who was my mirror opposite that I ever ran into, she and I went to Las Vegas together. And, uh, and we sat, and we didn't have any money. Hell, I put 1200 bucks on credit cards just to fund the room and the airfare so that we could do something adventurous because, you know, we were dullards in a dull day looking for adventure. So what did we do? We got on a plane and went to Vegas. We had like three, 400 bucks in cash between us. And we sat at this crap stable and we watched every single shooter coming around. We, were, we had gotten in right when somebody finished shooting. So the dice passed. So there were essentially say 10, 12 shooters in front of us. And I just looked at her and said, you know, against her four. And we bet right on every one except one guy. We, we totally missed one guy. <laughs> we totally thought he was gonna be luckier than he was. But everybody else we got right. I mean, we were up like, we had $4,000 in front of us when it was our turn to shoot. And I didn't know what to do. Like, it felt like the moment to go big. And Nicole looked at me like, we should go away. And I'm like, oh God, that's the worst possible conflict. So I picked up the chips and we walked away. We have $4,000 for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I know, I know if we'd have shot, we'd have lost it all. And so I'm not saying that I, you know, that's all Nicole. She's the one who got us to walk away. But I saw in the moment that that's what needed to happen. And I know I'm the one that got us around the table with the aggressive stance that got us to 4K. Like in that moment, we were cooperatively reading the universe exactly right. But without each other, we'd have read it, we'd have missed our opportunity. And we'd be living with a puddle of regret. Collectively, we won the moment. Individually, we walk away penniless, tearing up, whatever. And, uh, I will always think I fucked up that relationship because that's the one person who got me. But in such an intense way that I, I couldn't take the, I couldn't take the exposure. I was too weak for it. And in my weakness, let that go. And I'll always know that was a mistake. But I'll also know that there was no way she should have had to put up with the next decade of life it would have taken me to figure out how to be worthwhile. So sometimes you just meet people at the wrong time. But um, the point about connecting and being better is... 
I missed out on something in the last episode I intended to do, which was to speak about uh, my heroes. And obviously I've dedicated a lot of time talking about people in my family. And this one, uh, my dad, my dad, I guess, has been my hero my whole life. It's just I haven't been smart enough to see that except for maybe in, you know, two or three minute gaps in my past and for the last couple of years. And it took me a long time to understand how much he had given me in a way that I, that I, that I learned through um, proximity. His consistent demeanor, his, uh, his, um, never accepting of anything less than his best effort, his commitment to precision of, in every capacity, um, from thought to execution to result to, um, to relationships. There are just a ton of ways that I was never going to be able to understand how much my dad was giving me until it had been given to me for enough time for me to see it, I guess. And I see it now. And, uh, and I, I think what's odd is, in some ways, I think he's having the same experience. That it's taken him a long time to understand, you know... My son's a bit of a douchebag and a goofball, but he does also have some things right. And uh, I think both of us are kind of coming to that realization together because I can feel how much better friends we're becoming. And I like my dad. I've always liked my dad. My dad and I went on this trip across the South in a car with my two dogs. It's one of my top five life memories. So I'll never, ever think of my dad as anything other than hugely influential in my life. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I mean, I hate to admit it, but I'm 50% I'm my mom, 50% my dad, and the ways that I am my dad are so painfully clear that they're hard to miss, <laughs> even for a knuckle-headed observer like me. So, and, and I know the ways that I can be, um, you know, my dad can be too hard on himself, frankly. And I, I see the same sort of, uh, you know, 95% finished work ethic. And I know that part of that comes from fearing that if he gets it done and then realizes he overlooks something simple, he should have uh, already have considered and, and worked into the final product that it'll drive him crazy. And so 95% finished means still potentially recoverable in case of catastrophic planning error. And I think in many ways that's kind of the uh, metaphor for, you know, what impact uh, I, I provided his life. Because so many ways that I think, uh, for, unfortunately for both my parents, they look back and think, well, you know, geez, didn't we, what happened to that kid? Because for, for all the potential, none of it blossomed. I mean, everywhere he he turned around, he was stepping on banana peels and throwing himself pies in the face. And then 
lying to us and telling us that somebody else was doing it to him. And I don't know. You know, what do I, what do I say to that? It's embarrassing um, that I was, I was scared to be myself in front of my dad for a long time. And uh, I don't have a good reason for that. There's no, uh, you know, moment of uh, sitting in some sort of uh, punishment schema where I decided this is when I will uh, inwardly uh, never show my real self to my my stern father again. No, there's nothing like that. My dad's a joking, funny, goofy guy. I mean, there's, you know, it's not like the hammer came down and I had to close down the walls of security. No. Um, the ways we disconnected are real, but they were subtle. But they led to a couple of lost decades that I regret. Not that we didn't need some space. I think we did, and... You know, he didn't need to put up with my shenanigans. We knew that. So some of the space was not just imposed, but let's just call it his graceful way of dealing with me at my worst. So having recognized that in real time, I'm not saying this wasn't keenly in my, uh, in my perception of who my father was. In the last couple of years, I've come to know just how great a life not only he gave me, but he tried to show me in terms of as a role model to live one that means something. And it took me a long time to know that. But I finally figured some of that shit out. And what's that Mark Twain quote? I think it's Mark Twain, Sam Clemens, <laughs> whatever. I think it's the one where... Uh, I don't know if he'd gone off to war or gone off to college, but in some capacity, some, you know, coming of age, young adult reflects on how much his old man had learned in this gap of time that he'd been gone. Um, when, you know, all you come to see is that of all the people who have to suffer that story of, well, you know, sooner or later, I think you're going to see that the shit I've been telling you is right. It's our dads, <laughs> you know, because for me, at least, whenever you were going to tell me something that was for my own good, I was going to immediately test it out to make sure you knew what the fuck you were talking about. And usually by doing the exact opposite to see if you were wrong. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, who wants that kind of kid? Um, especially when up until the age of, say, 19, that kid was perfect. Never questioned anything. Did everything he was told. Acted exactly as you would want. What happened? How'd he break? Well, the whole time I was doing what I was told, I was broken. I didn't know how to stand up and ask the questions that mattered and would have changed my life for the good. But I wasn't... And that experience doesn't shatter me. I don't live in regret. I don't wish I'd been different. I was who I was. And I am who I am. And this moment right now is all I've got. And I'm loving this moment. Nothing about what I'm saying right now feels anything but gracious. Because I love my dad. And... I'm trying not to tear up. 
<sighs> He's so freaking smart, too, you know? Like, he just... Oh, I've never seen a mind so functional. It's it's truly it's awe inspiring, and I've never even told him that I don't think. But I respect my dad as much as I respect anybody in the universe. I just you know, uh, if if life is constant and timeless. There's one person I hope is in my in my life forever, and that's my dad. <laughs>